Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's Thursday, May 19th. Just a quick reminder that at 2 p.m. Pacific, after this show, I'll be live on Brighteon TV. But anyway, make sure you're keeping your immune system strong. This war is increasing and getting crazier. Monkeypox is now on our shores. Monkey works. If you watch Monkey Works, you might want to ask him if he's going to talk about monkeypox. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Say hello when you're over there, too. He's got a great program. All right, Patriots, make sure you keep your immune system strong. We are surrounded by the stresses and the environmental issues that are challenging our immune systems. And keeping our immune systems strong is essential to maintaining a strong position in this fight. Expedition Coffee was designed specifically to not only give you that energy boost you need, that will sustain you across the entire day while boosting your immune system and help maintain a mental focus throughout the day. You can find Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee at expeditioncoffee.com. And there you'll also find a full range of products that are designed to work as a full health ecosystem, all designed to reclaim your personal health sovereignty. Those products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut, Leaky gut is one of the critical causes of sickness in our nation. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a nutrient powder, giving your body a full complement of nutrients you need. Just mix it with water, drink it like a shake. Do that once a day. And Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the pathogens that you'll encounter. The products on ExpeditionCoffee.com are all designed to give you back the strength in your immune system to not only endure the challenges to the immune system, but to dominate and to rise above to reclaim your true health sovereignty. So check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. You know, this war that we're in right now is based on perceptions, and it's based on a multitude of lies around the perceptions to make people believe Greater things are possible than they really are. One of those lies is AI, trying to get people to believe that artificial intelligence can actually run the world. The real trick to AI is that AI is only going to work when people hook themselves up to it. There's an interesting piece in Ex Machina. If you've ever seen that film, it's a real interesting film, but there's a piece here I want to play for you, which gives an insight into some of the games that are likely going on and something to reconsider how all of this artificial intelligence is actually working. Take a listen. This scene of X Machina has me questioning everything related to technology. If you knew the trouble I had getting an AI to read and duplicate facial expressions, you know how I cracked it? I don't know how you did any of this. Every cell phone, just about, has a microphone, camera, and a means to transmit data. So I turned on every microphone and camera across the entire fucking planet, and I redirected the data through Blue Book. Boom. Limitless resource, vocal and facial interaction. You hacked the world's cell phones? Yeah, and all the manufacturers knew I was doing it, too. They couldn't accuse me without admitting they were doing it themselves. This scenario was also replicated in Batman, in one of the Batman shows, where they hooked and tapped into all the cell phones at once to create a massive surveillance system. 
And from what we know more and more about the way tech works, this seems a very likely issue, especially since we know that Siri, Amazon, whatever that thing is, the thing that talks to you, all those devices, they're constantly listening. And if you doubt that, just try some experiments, like go out and just talk in a room and then watch what shows up on your feeds for advertising. All of your data is almost instantly transmitted to central databases and then transferred out to advertisers. And this is another deep part of how they are creating the matrix to constantly shape and drive everyone to buying garbage that we don't need. And in so doing, they're creating these constant perceptions of things that truly aren't there. One of the issues at hand right now is the war on mothers. It's not a war on women. It's the war on mothers. Take a listen to this, and then we'll go into prayer. Uh, You shifted from using the term mother to birthing people. Black birthing people. Black birthing people. Black and indigenous birthing people. Is the administration's official policy to replace the term woman with birthing people? I was a little taken back when I just read it and saw it, that it's that the term mother was gone in spots and it was replaced with birthing people. Again, if we're, if we're trying to be precise in, in the language that's used. Mom's a pretty good word. Everything that's worth living and dying for is under attack right now. This environment that has been created and corrupted and manipulated does not respect women does not respect children does not respect men it cares nothing for family if that is the society that we want to live in then we need to see how crazy we are really the world is in the condition that it is in because of the disrespect of the woman there's so much that we place around her because as we are also taught that when you teach a man you are teaching an individual when you teach a woman you are teaching a nation Every prophet came from the womb of a woman. Every intelligent, strong, powerful man and woman came from the womb of a woman. So that's why they have to attack mother and remove father. Because before you can get to her, you have to get through him. Every wise nation has security. And the man is supposed to be that security. Can a woman secure too? Of course. Are there female warriors? Absolutely. However, because of her value, because a whole nation comes out of her, So you must be protected and the man having that essential position by nature. So someone who knows that about you will do their best to make sure you are removed because there is a standard of conditioning that has to take place. Man, woman, child. If I want to get to that, I have to remove your protector because he is watching to make sure that everything that goes on in this environment is safe and secure. That's why they have to attack masculinity because they know, damn, if there's real men around here, we can't really do what we want to do. And if there are real women, we for damn sure can't do what we want to do because she's going to protect that child. He's going to protect that woman. And they both are going to protect society. And with that, let's pray. Father, we come to you today just very humbled and a bit of a weight on our shoulders as we face this world that has waged the ultimate war on family. First, they've gone after the men to demasculate men, to take away their power, to assault them from every angle, to wage a war which men who have strength are identified as racist or misogynist or anti-women, anti-everything society. 
And in so doing, we've seen the culturing of a, of a generation and generations of weak men, men that don't understand family and who now even believe it's possible to carry a child, an abomination to everything that you've created. And then, Lord, we've seen the war on women, a war that has been ensuing now for years, deviously working its way through culture, justifying and normalizing the idea of killing babies. That war against women that makes having a child an option, a personal choice, even a human right. Father, this is such a distorted, distorted world. And we get to the core. This seems to be the most powerful core of this evil's control. And by separating the woman and the man, the child is left vulnerable in the world. Everything against what you have told us to do. Exodus 20:12. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land of the Lord your God is giving you. How far we have fallen. Psalm 127, 3 to 5. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, our children's children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. Father, we pray today, heavy in our prayers, the strength of the family and for the strength of the protection of children. We have fallen so far from this role. And each man and woman has failed in their roles in many ways. And so on one hand, we pray for the forgiveness of how we've stumbled. And equally, we pray for the blessings of those who would have held strong. May their light guide the many who are wandering in confusion. Father, it's, it's incredible the idea that somehow... A child is a choice once it's conceived. That somehow that life that is you give us, that powerful ability to create, is taken for granted, cast aside like a wrapper on some chocolate bar, taken for granted like we do a welfare check. Our society has lost its way. And in its dark and abysmal walk, we've arrived at such a place that the inversion is now settling into whole generations. People believing that a man can have a child can justify that, can truly believe that a man can have an abortion. What distortion has happened here? What, what spell has been cast on the world, Lord? It's, it is an unbelievable moment to see the level of ignorance and idiocy that has taken root in these in the minds and the precious temples that you've given us to steward. So Father, we just pray for this casting aside of this spell, whatever this demonic force is, to break its will and to allow us the opportunities and every opportunity we have to confront it with the power of Jesus, to crush it with the power of light and the blood of Jesus. We've seen in our world Everything that's sacred now is under attack. Everything that's worth the power of life is now being challenged. And it takes us back to the crucifixion. Everything that Christ died for is now being cast out and inverted. And there's a mass of people that walk blindly off the cliff 
forgive us. Forgive us as a nation. Forgive us as a people. Forgive us for this intolerance of life. Father, we don't know how you want us to act in this time other than to be bold and powerful with our prayer. But Lord, it's now we seek that guidance, that next step, that clarity of action. And we seek that in our prayers, how each one of us should act and perform and respond in to this evil that's now taking hold. We're blessed with the ability to see it. We're blessed with the ability for it to expose itself into the light. But we equally pray that as it's exposed to the light, that it's just ripped away, that it's destroyed, its power is given up, and that those that have been locked in this trance of stupidity can now be shaken and brought awake to see what they're about. What lunacy. What lunacy, Father. And all of this is an abomination to everything that you've given us, all the worship, the scriptures. Father, we need a revival of a sense that the world has never seen. And if that revival is to come through us, the people, the, the remnant that follows, then point the direction and we are ready. We, are, we will do as you bid. But Father, this is a war that must be won. This is an evil that must be crushed. This is a fight that we must fight no matter the cost. At stake is the greatest gift you've ever given, life. We need to revive that value, that preciousness of birth, of conception, and of living. Guide us, Father, in this time. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I, I really can tell you, I've never imagined. I'd like to, I guess I would say it this way. I would like to think that what I'm witnessing was a big movie, but it's not. These people are absolutely bent on this idea that a person can choose their gender by what they identify with. This is straight up demonic. It's like there's demons floating around embedding in people's brains, taking over their bodies. And I'm really serious. I mean, if I if I had any proof of it, if I had any way I could prove it, I would be looking towards like invasion of the body snatchers. It's so crazy out here right now. To have these people surface, and fortunately they are percolating up to the top. They're surfacing so we can see them. The insanity is that they believe it and that they push this garbage. The, the disheartening part is so many of the youth believe it too. One of the high schools, and I think it was in Kansas, just voted a transgender as the prom queen. <laughs> I, you know, in high school, I never went to the prom by choice. I thought it was a stupid show and a waste of money, and it was just a ridiculous little celebration of royalty. All fake, all fake idols. I'm glad I never went. And that was my choice then. It would be my choice now. I just can't believe this nonsense that's going on. And the fact that parents are allowing it or just turning a blind eye, it's like, oh, we can't control. Children are being indoctrinated into these programs in, in schools. And it is so sickening that it's being allowed to continue. What is it going to take for people to finally stand up and just say, no, enough is enough? 
We keep wanting change by participating in the very system that's waging war against us. We keep wanting change by going in and saying, okay, I'm going to trust that my child will be okay in the middle of the communist indoctrination camp, and then we'll, I'll have a good dinner with him at night if we have time, maybe have some time on the weekend to go do some stuff, but he won't be or she won't be affected by those indoctrination camps because somehow I'm their parent, and then we'll send them off to college, and they'll be a good child and get a good job. And then parents are befuddled why their children become liberal or progressive or turn against them. It just, it, it evades my common sense because it's just exactly what's missing is common sense. It's unbelievable. I mean, we have this whole war being waged right now and it's being waged on so many dimensions and so many domains. We have the war on food. We have the war on information. We have the war on truth. We have the war against mothers, the war against men. We have the war against children. We have the war against faith. All of these things are coming together because each one of them works together to mutually support the destruction of the family and the replacement of the family with the state. We have a fire in one of the Arizona food processing plants on the pallet space behind the processing plant. Oh, wait a minute. Why did, why, what was going on there? Well, they, someone either bought or just leased the land behind there to turn into a vertical food processing plant. Look at what's happening. They're trying to wage this war to force everybody into eating this processed, warehouse-processed, robotic-created, genetic-altered food and not one person in the elite circle is talking about it. Not one. Name one. And I will say that's not true. Actually, I had to correct myself because I believe there's a Tennessee senator. And there might be one in Georgia and South Carolina. And there might be one in Kentucky. That's about it. That doesn't say much, does it? And the war is being waged. But we do have some truth here. Like, listen to this thing on baby formula. This is real inspiring. Hey everybody, Tim Burchett. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about a bill that came through yesterday dealing with formula and the shortage. What it basically was, it was $28 million in the bill, but um, like $23 million of it was for administrative costs and salaries. So basically what the Democrat leadership did was use a bill, title it something that's dealing with people that are genuinely hurting and just use it as an instance to increase pay at the FDA. And that ought to disgust you. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican using a real tragedy. It did nothing to to, uh, put more formula on the shelves. It just did more to hire more bureaucrats and create more of a power structure here in Washington. Um, They misnamed these bills on purpose and and honestly, the left just eats it up and they throw it back at us. But in reality, it's just not true. Um, we ought to have some, we got truth in sentencing laws in Tennessee. We ought to have truth in legislation. Anyway, thank y'all so much for standing here. There you go. Just like that. They passed a $28 million bill and gave $25 million to salaries. Nobody even questioned it. Where was the outrage by all the congressmen, the senators, whoever was voting for that? Where was the public outrage? It's not there. Why isn't anybody speaking about the truth of the food shortage? Why are we not being encouraged to grow gardens? Let me give you a comparison. 
This is a piece from the 1940s. Actually, the 1930s, if I'm not mistaken. Victory Gardens, a challenge to every loyal American citizen. What can we do to help win the war with food? The answer to that challenge comes from Washington, from the Office of Civilian Defense. We can grow food for victory in our own backyard because so long as this war lasts, great quantities of food must be grown. Anywhere and everywhere we can find good soil to nourish the seeds. Our local Office of Civilian Defense can tell us much we need to know on how to plan a victory garden. From garden magazines and garden advertising, we can get the advice of professional experts. And scores of seed and nursery houses can supply us with other vital gardening information. Yeah, that's in our own history. And they were working with the people. Victory gardens were so successful, hence I, well, I renamed them Patriot Gardens, the same principle. Victory gardens were so successful that we grew more food as individuals, households across the nation than the entire commercial output of food during that period. And that was under Roosevelt. And it actually was originally in World War I. And then it was revived by Eleanor Roosevelt. I'm telling you, this is when you look at the government we have and you don't see anything like that coming out right now. All you hear is the headlines. Economist today comes out the coming famine. You have all these messagings coming out to tell you what's coming, because what they're doing is they're getting you geared up so they can create a crisis. And then quietly, as they've been building the infrastructure to offer you the solution. And I'm guaranteeing you every politicians on the take on this one. Every one of them, because they're being offered all sorts of money on the back end or all sorts of bonuses to their campaign coffers to support this vertical agriculture, robotic, genetic food processing. That's the new wave of the future. And they're going to talk about it with all the greatness. They're going to say, look at this low carbon footprint. Look at this. We're going to be able to grow meat instead of having to have cattle. We're going to be able to grow food for you perfectly in these things. We're going to enhance its flavor, give you beautiful color, perfect food, no pests, all this garbage. Except Monsanto, Bear, Black, Black Rock, Vanguard, all the good players, all those good guys are heavily involved in this. And we're just going along. Yeah, that's okay. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, hey. The sheeple are just unbelievable right now. So I say all that with always this kick at the end because we do have power. We aren't disempowered unless you want to be. If you don't want to have power, then just follow the narrative and walk off the cliff with everybody else. But if you're going to be a patriot, make sure you're growing food seriously. Make sure you're stocking up on food, seriously. Start getting your cash into solid. I'm not an investment advisor. I would recommend if I was if I was in your condition, what I would be doing is I'd be putting my cash into silver and gold and getting it the heck out of banks and getting it the heck out of crypto. I'd be putting my cash into tangible things like property and food and, and implements and things you need to build and skills that you're going to need invest in books. If you have time, take a class on something to learn a skill, by the way, Udemy, U D E M Y guess, whatever you'll figure it out. Udemy.com. That's a really good place to pick up some quick skills and they have good courses online. If you want to do online training, really good stuff. If you're on YouTube, 
find the videos and start storing them offline. I'm serious. You've got to be building knowledge libraries. You have to be building skill libraries, skill sets into you. You've got to be growing food. It's a busy time because what's coming is big, and they are going to try to force transform the world. And by the way, you're hearing about the Great Reset from the WEF. If you pay attention to what's coming out of the food industry, they're not using the Great Reset. They're using this term, the Hard Reset which means they're gearing up to force people into taking their crap, what they call food, and forcing everybody to eat that. So buckle up, patriots. We've got a real war ahead of us, and it's going to be centered on food. And they're not going to give up on this, and they're not going to go down easy because what you're seeing with Durham and all this other stuff, these people don't even count. In the rank and file of the power elites, Sussman is like, he's like a wart on your foot. But when you're talking about the big movers and shakers, the Bezos, the Gates, all these foundations that are involved in this, we haven't even touched that yet. And they're investing millions, millions and millions, if not billions, in fact, into this new structure of what the world's going to look like. So don't take this lightly. It is time that we get ready because the real war, which is all designed, all in this in design, tear down the family. Wage war against the birthing of children. Create birthing clinics so you can custom design your children. Separate the mother and the father from the child so that the child becomes a product of the state. The state then becomes the resource for all things because those that run the state see themselves as gods. They shall provide to you as long as you are obedient to their rules. If you are not obedient to your rules, you should be cast out of the kingdom, of their kingdom, and you shall be starved to death. Here's my answer. I'm not going in, the, in their kingdom to begin with. And no matter what the challenge is, I'll survive and I'll fight to survive and win with God. Everybody else can go pound sand. Hope you're going to join me because it's going to be quite a party. We're going to have some awesome patriots in this fight. All right, patriots. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. God's giving us amazing wisdom and guidance and we have to listen. It's so important that we listen right now. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. Walk fearlessly with Jesus. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight. Oh, actually, I'll see you in a shortly if you want to join me on Bright on TV at 2 p.m. Until then, or tonight for Bards FM. Until then, or until the next time. God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man. 
and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 